loved it. Christmas Day. Who, uh, who's received a present so far this morning? Anyone? You've received some presents? Yeah, pretty stoked about your present? Who's wearing their present maybe? Who's dreaming about getting home after this to play with their present or <laughs> to pull it out and take it down to the beach or something? Who can remember who they received their gift from? Shirley, you can remember? Get, can everyone who received their gift this morning, can you remember who you got it from? Or did you just bypass the card? <laughs> You're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> who is this from? Ah, doesn't matter. I got this. Yeah! I've been thinking about uh, gifts this week, about presents, and, uh, and how they can fall into different categories. And I was thinking about, you know, the few different categories. categories. There's the one-off gift. Uh, the box of chocolates. Anyone else? They should not be more than a day-long gift. They're opened, they're consumed, gone. Agreed? Mel's like, no, make them last, make them last. And I'm like, yeah, we'll put them away and then I'll go find them later. <laughs> gone. Can't, go, can't let the sun go down without eating them. Dinner vouchers. Who's had a dinner voucher or a movie voucher or an experience of, kind, of some kind? Like uh, one year we got... Uh, a gift to go on the Hooker Falls jet. Man, that was awesome. But it's like a one-off gift, right? You get to use it, and it's just phenomenal. It's this amazing experience. Or uh, another year we went getting towed at Mount Monganui behind a jet ski on like some hot dog-looking thing. Do you remember that? A banana hot dog thing. I can't remember what color it was, but it was, it was awesome. It was this cool experience, but it's this one-off gift. Then... Uh, then next category, you got like the week-long gift. Maybe this was bought at the warehouse. <laughs> Anyone had a gift that should have lasted potentially more than a week, yet it didn't quite make it past the week? Um, I got a drone a couple of years ago, um, and one of our interns, who won't be named, his name was Hezekiah, um, <laughs> He was like, can I have a go with your drone? I was like, I haven't used it yet. It's a quadcopter. It's real cool. It's high tech. I'm pretty sure they're going to be the way of the future. And I was like, don't you break it. He's like, sweet as. And he comes back. He's got it on three parts. And he's like, so the battery should be connected via these two wires. But the wires, they're just built dumb. I'm like, what did you do? He's like, well, I don't know. But it never worked again. One week gift. Gutted. There's a gift that lasts a couple of months. My parents bought me a couple of pairs of shoes when I was growing up a teenager. These gifts, these these shoes, they're like, they were the cool skater shoes. And my mum's like, make sure they last. They should last you all year. So they lasted like two skateboarding sessions. And then they got big holes in them. I know Josh uh, gets shoes um, for his building and they last like a couple of days before they got holes in them. Um, Another gift that lasted a month that should have lasted more uh, I got some money to get a suit, a custom-made suit. We went on uh, honeymoon in Thailand, and uh, so I got this custom-made suit while I'm on honeymoon. It felt awesome, like, to get all sized up, and I'd never had a proper suit before. I hired one for the wedding. Um, but then on honeymoon, I got to buy this incredible suit, custom-fitted, got home, marriage hit, <laughs> and it never fitted again. It's like... What? This should have lasted way more than a month. But everyone's like, you're going to put on weight. Just, you know, and I'm like, no, never. But sure enough, it happened. 
the the suit, honestly, I wore it once after it got like it, I, I received it, and they're like, just check that it fits. It fitted. They're like, no alterations. I was like, yeah, sweet. Put it in the bag. Got home. Never again. Average. And it didn't even go through the wash, so I couldn't use that excuse. Anyone used that excuse before? It went in the wash, so it didn't fit. Nah, didn't work. There's uh, the gift that lasts a couple of years. DVDs, they lasted a few years. Who uses a DVD player still? DVD player doesn't work in my house because three DVDs tried to get jammed in it at once. Uh, Instruments, sports equipment. You know, the gifts that last a few years, there's the gift that lasts maybe a couple of decades. Who's ever received a car or maybe some furniture, something that lasts a good couple of decades Who's still got something, you can picture it right now in your home that it's like, that shouldn't have lasted that long, it needs to go to the Salvation Army. Can anyone think of that? Something that's maybe lasted a little bit too long. And I thought that there's the once a year gift, you know, the calendar, the undies, the once a year, you need them. It's good. So uh, everyone could remember the gift uh, and the gift giver this morning, right? Who, Who you got the gift from. Who can remember a gift that maybe you received 10 years ago? And who it was from. Shirley, you got, you got your hand up for everything. Can you, can you remember exactly who it was from? Maybe can you remember everything specifically from that Christmas day or that birthday? Can you remember exactly who it was from? Can you remember opening the car and it's like, this is from this person. Do not forget. Make sure you thank them. What about 20 years ago? Not so much, eh? I was trying to think. I'm like, uh, I can remember the gifts, but I can't quite remember the giver. I'm not talking about like the sentimental ones. Like, There's obviously some sentimental gifts like uh, a necklace or something that you'll never forget who you got it from. But I'm talking about all the other stuff that we give. And it's awesome, like so cool to be able to give gifts and like really good gifts and to be able to watch their face. My daughter this morning, she's like, boom, can I open a present? I'm like, yeah. And she's just frothing. She's so excited to open this present, this dress that we bought her. And um and she just loved it, you know, and the, the joy that it brings to, to watch them open it. But I don't know if she'll remember that I bought it for her, uh, maybe tomorrow. And I don't know if, you know, I hope that she does. But just, just been, been thinking about it, eh? Think about majority of these gifts is that while they are awesome, very cool, most of the time they don't last very long. They definitely don't stay in the same condition as when we received them and they don't get any better with time. We grow up, we grow out of our gifts. They don't fit anymore, they get broken or lost, they need upgrading, updating, or replacing. I uh, went on Google, Uncle Google, and and I checked out the top gifts of the last hundred years. And it was interesting, eh? Maybe some of you will remember these. Uh, The rocking horse was the top gift in the 1910 period, 10-year period. Uh, Little plastic army men in the 30s, anyone remember those? Mr. Potato Head, 1950. Who's still got their Mr. Potato Head intact? Scully, of course you did. Did you take it out of the packet? Absolutely, okay. What else did we have? The Easy Bake Oven in the 60s. Did anyone get one of those? The Rubik's Cube in the 70s. Yeah? Who aced that? Still trying to work it out, (laughs) Mr. Costello. This one was pretty cool. I wish I got this one. In the 70s, the, uh, one of the number one gifts was the Proton Backpack and Accessories from the Ghostbusters. So you go around and you could shoot all the ghosts, I guess. In the 80s, I had one of these, uh, the Thunderbirds toys, like the Thunderbird Island, 
We had that. That was awesome. Uh, Action Man. Then all of a sudden, Nintendo Game Boy came out. Who had the, the Game Boy? Yeah. But then that wasn't that good anymore because the PSP sort of trumped it. And then the PS1 came. Who had a PS1? The kids upstairs still rock a PS1 here. Crash Team Racing, Gran Turismo 1. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the iPod. iPod Touch. Did anyone get one of those? Who still tries to use it? You can't, eh? Actually, you can't, you can't upgrade that thing. You can't, like, um, you can't get the software for it anymore. Uh, then all of a sudden, the iPhone and the iPad came out. And uh, they're still charging hard today. But I was thinking like the iPod or the iPad 1 or the iPhone 1, they were like legit. They were the best gift ever. But they're not still current. They needed updating. They needed upgrading. And they sort of fade away, you know. And, um, and it's, it's like that with so many of these gifts. So my point is this. These gifts are all temporal. They're all temporal. I heard a story the other day. And this one made me laugh. So this is a boy who didn't buy any presents for his family. He didn't buy any gifts. And when he got asked about it by his family, he pulled out the classic line, my presence is your present. Nailed it. My presence is your present. And they're like, ah, you cheap. And while he saved his money and gave us a good laugh, uh, I think he's actually onto something. Jesus is our gift and he is present. Jesus is the gift that's eternal, while everything else fades away and needs upgrading or replacing, breaks or becomes unwanted. The gift of Jesus can increase daily because it's eternal. And the more that we unpack it, the greater measure of Christ that we can receive. And um, I've been thinking about it this week. I've been thinking about the nativity scene and baby Jesus in the manger and how incredible this story is, and I've been reading it through the different Gospels and thinking of all the, 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 the stories and the videos and the things that I've watched um, to depict this beautiful baby Jesus being born, and it's phenomenal. But I'm like, how does this, like, how does it um, relate to me today? How, how does Jesus being born relate to me today? And sure, I reflect on him being born today, but Jesus is eternal. And he grew up as Simon prayed. And he grew up and at 30, he started his um, ministry, 33, um, he died on the cross. And that was, that was what God had destined for him, that we needed a, a redeemer. <laughs> and it's phenomenal. And it's like, then the power comes because he's risen again. He's risen again. And then he gifts us as if, that wasn't a great enough gift. He gives us the Holy Spirit to empower us, to lead us, to comfort us. And now he's sitting where? The right hand of the Father. Oh, this is the gift that is eternal. Absolutely eternal. And it gets greater and greater daily. And for me, I can't, and I think Paul said it, I can't just have it as a once a year thing. It's like, this has to be the daily gift that increases, that doesn't wear out, doesn't get less valuable. And uh, I found this, and I thought I'd read it out. During the Christmas season, we all think about the gifts we want to buy for a friend and a family, and we try to find the perfect gift. It's been said that a gift must meet three criteria for it to be considered the perfect gift. 
Number one, the gift should reflect the one who gives it. Number two, the gift should reflect knowledge of the one who receives it. In other words, knowledge of their needs, desires, tastes, and so forth. Number three, the gift, the gift should be of a nature and a quality that will hold its value as time goes on. Now we know that God gave mankind the perfect gift when he sent his son Jesus. The gift of Jesus meets all of the criteria for being the perfect gift. Jesus reflects the one who gave him, God the Father. God's gift of his son reflects knowledge of our needs, being the need for reconciliation with the Father. Then comes our identity. Then comes life and life in abundance. Number three, the gift of Jesus is of a nature and a quality that will hold its value as time goes on. Jesus' value is eternal. And I was like, oh, I can't read this out because it's kind of cheesy, but it's incredible. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God gave us the perfect gift when he gave us Jesus. So my question is, do we receive this gift of Jesus more than once a year? Do we receive him daily? Is he the gift that is eternal? Is it, is it actually relevant to you? Is it daily and eternal? And from an eternal perspective, daily it gets better and better. And it's a good time of year to think about it. Um, and it's kind of the obvious choice to think about it today. But... Um, I think the question really kicks in next week and the week after and the week after. Is, is he truly eternal and this gift that God has given us? Matthew six thirty three, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all else will be added to you. All else will be added to you. So that kind of means like holding everything else lightly. All else in that passage is uh, referred to food and drink and clothing. And they're sort of, it says, do not be anxious about what you're going to wear and what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink, but seek first the kingdom of God. So what does it look like to seek first the kingdom of God? I was thinking about this. Often we hear testimony of people, uh, people's experience when they have been seeking first the kingdom of God and uh, and his righteousness, and then God has added the desires of their heart. And uh, I just think about sort of what resonates after that. And often the thing that sticks out that everyone's most concerned about is what did he add? What was the adding bit? You know, like, what did he add? What was the desire? How incredible that he met that need. And uh, yet the, the actual substance, the gift, is actually the, the measure in which he received Christ. He or she received Christ in their heart because they, seek, they were seeking first the kingdom. The kingdom is eternal, and most of the time the added to you is the temporal. Yet the temporal is cool, and these testimonies are powerful. And I, me and Mel often get to share these testimonies of what God has done in our life. And actually, like the banner over our household, it's like our motto or, or what we the culture in which we have chosen for our family to live by is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, knowing that all else will be added. And honestly, it's like testimony after testimony 
I could share with you how thing after thing, the desires of our heart, and actually he, he changes the desires of our heart the more that we get to know him. All of a sudden, things that were so important shift. <laughs> and now the desires of my heart become something very different, but he's still graceful enough, incredible enough that he would gift them to us to be able to steward. And uh, we just had it this week. Someone asked us, they're like, so what was the steps in order to get this thing? And it's like, you know, we're so rich in New Zealand. We have so many things. We've got a roof over our head. We've got like more toys than we could ever dream of using. We've got a, a vehicle to get ourselves here. And um, people said, what, what was the steps in which you got here? And it's like, it's, it's not what they're looking for, but it's the only thing I can give, which is, well, we were seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he added to us the desires of our heart. And they're like, yeah, 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 I get that. But what did you do? I'm like, well, we were seeking first the kingdom of God. Well, what does that look like? And um, actually just yesterday, Sam reminded me of, um, of a testimony of ours of, it was probably like eight years ago, where this opportunity arose. And it was like one of those opportunities that it's like, this ticks every box of the desire of what I think my heart is. <laughs> it was moving to a different country, sun, surf, and being a part of a cool ministry. And while it was exciting... And we were like, yes, it feels, that, that surely must be God. And actually it was like, ah, the more that we spent time with him and we're like, God, is this what you want us to do? As we were seeking him first, actually he was like, no, I want you to remain here. And you've probably heard our story of like what happened after that. But that decision wasn't easy. And yet it was seek first the kingdom of God. And it becomes a no-brainer when you hear him and when you hear him clearly. And then he gives you the desires of your heart. Again, that this, like, this can be preached so many times where it's like, okay, just seek first and then he'll give you. And, and all we hear is, I'll get, I'll get. And it's like, that's not the point. That, that added to, that desire of your heart, that thing that we get, which most of the time when I think about it is temporal, the 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 depth, the greater thing that he's wanting to give us is the eternal, which is the substance of Christ. And it's the kingdom being established within. So what does the kingdom look like? Well, it's the fruits of the Spirit. It's actually all of a sudden now from my heart, I love people more. I have more grace for others and those around me. I, I can't help but want to display the nature of Christ everywhere I go because he is so in me because the kingdom has been established in my heart and now it's being outworked. That's what he's after, eh? And check this out. Matthew 13, verse 44. It's called the hidden treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and he hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and sells everything he has to buy that field. The kingdom, as soon as he spotted it, he was like, I've got to sell everything I have, all of this temporal stuff, because I've found the thing of eternal value. Straight after that, a costly pearl. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. 
in comparison to Christ, everything is like worthless in comparison to him. And that's not to say that these gifts that we've received today or that we've bought for people to give to to people later aren't awesome and aren't of value. Of course they are. And of course, this is just like a, a foreshadow or a picture of being able to give because we love those that are in our lives, those that are part of our family. That's, that's what this is, reminds us of. We get to give these gifts. But for me, it's like just the reminder that these gifts are fading away. So what's the greater thing that I need to be focused on today and tomorrow and the next day? It's the eternal. And is the eternal actually a conviction in my heart? Is it a reality in my heart? Am I living from that perspective? And from that perspective comes everything else, all else? Or is it the other way around? And no doubt, like obviously I'm just going to share testimony of how awesome we are when we've sought first the kingdom of God. Of course there's times when we've done the complete opposite and we've chased after the temporal things, thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's like, oh, I actually think God was over there for us. The things that he was wanting to teach us, maybe the harder road or maybe the the thing that was a little bit more challenging or maybe the not getting that thing now, knowing that it might come in a different form in a different way later. And man, it's confusing sometimes. We We had a situation last year where we thought, this is so of God. It was like miracle after miracle after miracle, like just little miracles, but ones where you're like, that was so God. And then it was like, ready for the big grand finale, Lord. And it was just like, swept away. It's like, oh, what's that about, God? Was that you? And you can get confused and you can get a bit hurt and you can get a bit disgruntled. And it's like, but I wanted that thing in your name, Lord. (laughs) You know my heart, God. (laughs) Have you heard those prayers? You know my heart, but... (laughs) You know my heart, but that person, they're not very good. Gossip, gossip, gossip. (laughs) It's like, you know my heart, Lord, but I really wanted that thing. It's like, no, son, I have something else for you. And I lead you on these incredible little journeys where it's like, listen, obey, faith, step out. And he's just going, seek me first, my kingdom, my righteousness. I always bypass that bit. Anyone else? Seek first the kingdom of God and all else will be added to you. It's like only in the last few years is it's like, and his righteousness jumps out. You're like, well, that's the hard bit, right? (laughs) Eh? It's the cruncher, exactly. So just to finish, what's the outcome? What's the result of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, knowing that all else will be added to us? His kingdom is established in us. And... When his kingdom is in us, out comes his demonstration on the earth. Out comes Christ's nature from our mouth. It's Christ in us. And so what's that? Well, that's our gift to those around us. So we actually become the gift. God gives us this incredible gift of Jesus. We receive Jesus. He transforms our life. And then Jesus in us becomes the gift to others that don't point to us, but it point to him. And it gives him the most incredible glory. And that's the testimony from our lips is it's like, I can't help but tell you about how amazing God is. 
how phenomenal his ways are, how they're so much higher than our ways, how much greater than I could ever think up. He is the most phenomenal orchestrator. That's been my word lately, the month of December. He orchestrates everything perfectly. Far greater than I could ever plan. And I think that I can, like, I can plan things, but then he just like comes through and he's like, this is how I've orchestrated it to be. Do you trust me? Will you step out? What do you reckon? You're like, in comparison to my ways, I'll just leave them behind. I want to seek you first. So that gives us something to go for uh, the rest of the day with. He is eternal. He's the gift eternal. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, that you gave us your one and only Son, that nobody should perish, but we can have eternal life. And, Father, that eternal life doesn't start when we breathe our last breath. That eternal life starts now as we receive your gift, as you have your way in our heart, as we become more like you and your Son. So, Father, I pray that your eternal gift would be a reality in our life today and tomorrow and ongoing. And God, that the work that you do in us is testament to you and and gives glory to you and that we can become the gift, your demonstration here on this earth, that we can model love, unconditional love because we know and have received unconditional love. Thank you, Father, that what you have given to us, you want to give to those around us and that you actually can use us to be the mouthpiece. You can use us to be that demonstration. And so, Father, I pray as we go about this incredible holiday season that you would use us, that you would reveal to us, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would guide us in the way everlasting. So we're grateful this morning. And I thank you just as the kids upstairs are are making a grateful tree, a thankful tree, and they're writing everything that they're thankful for. Lord, we're thankful this morning for you and for your son. We're thankful for all of the things that you have added to us and, and, and asked us to steward. We're thankful for this incredible family called The Rock that we get to be a part of. We're thankful for our blood family that you've given us that we get to spend time with and to be in discipleship with. We're thankful for, um, for this country. We're thankful for what you've blessed us with, Father, and I pray that we would steward it um, in, in your ways, with your nature. In Jesus' name, amen.